Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers back to five days a week. We're back to five days a week. Also, welcome back. You know, didn't have you in the last episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> people complained. Uh, <laughs> no, we're back to five days a week. 7 a.m. is when it usually comes out. This week, we're giving you some post uh, kind of training camp. Uh, stuff so you get it later in the afternoon but come you know start your day with us during the regular season it's a fun time yeah absolutely so the team held practice today so we're going to talk about the media availability that they had we heard from terrence mann as well as ty Lu. got some kind of interesting stuff about the offense and how that's going to work uh terrence mann addressed sort of what he's been working on in the offseason to make his game a little bit tighter and then it's thirsty thursday every single thursday we talk about who and what we're thirsty for we're really interested in this one and what's going to happen with canard and now that the starting lineup is set we're going to talk about what we're thirsty for from this bench unit as well as any bench guys that we're thirsty for a breakout from <laughs> god damn <laughs> <laughs> and then in shavings uh we got some more reporting on sort of the trade that transpired that ended up getting patrick beverly to the timberwolves mm-hmm. um there's actually some kind of good stuff there so we're going to talk about that and then the refs are changing sort of the out-of-bounds review at, like, a crucial part of the game. So we're going to talk about that. I think it's really stupid. Also, Surge has a new track out. Got a got some dance content in with the team, which oh, you yeah. love to see. So we're going to talk about that. All that and more coming up right about now. But first, I got to let you know that this is, in fact, a Rock Auto podcast. You can't forget Rock Auto has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out, rockauto.com. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, post-practice availability. Only two people spoke today than the usual three. Yeah. Um, uh, It just seems like something the Clippers are doing sometimes. That's always a good time. Terrence Mann spoke today. A lot of talk about, you know, camaraderie i talked about it on the episode yesterday how the vibes seem pretty immaculate right now at training camp yeah yeah i mean it's always a little bit hard to tell from a training camp thing for sure uh and i think also things get harder to be in a good mood like when there's more stuff on the line when there's basketball being played <laughs> so i am with you and i i do think that things look good and i'm uh, i'm excited for it uh, but we'll we'll see mostly just with the new personalities how things are going to yeah, transpire because we kind of know sure. we we know uh, the identity of the rest of this team and how they're going to gel together. But you know there are some new factors and TBD on yeah. on that that's effects on the locker room. A lot of young guys, which is fun. Um, Terrence Mann said camaraderie is fifty percent of being a team. You got to know what guys have been through off the court so you can play well together on the court, which is great. Um, said that he's more confident and he's been less sloppy. Uh, like the team as a whole, he mentioned, sorry, uh, about the chemistry. What stuck out to you from Terrence Mann's availability today? Well, I, I mean, so he talked a lot about how he Im- how he planned to sort of improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, his biggest focus is that he mentioned specifically, because he did talk about wanting to improve his all-around game. But he said that the biggest focuses were finding different ways to score. Uh, he was watching like a lot of offensive possessions and just seeing ways where he could either move off ball mm-hmm. or uh, find different ways to score. And then also improving defensively. But the focus on scoring, because uh, he didn't specifically address playmaking, uh, except for when he talked about Winslow. I, I don't know. 
I, I think that this solidifies the position of Luke as probably the de facto kind of facilitator on the second unit. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, well, him and apparently Justice Winslow, who played backup point a couple days ago at practice. Um, yeah, he talked about how him and Luke like played pickup together. And, like, he really enjoys playing with Luke Kennard. We've talked about on this pod before about how, dude, a Luke Terrence backcourt is a fun time. I think it's a great, yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's a fun time. Um, it's going to be interesting how he kind of improves defensively. Ty Lue talked about how versatile he is. Um, so that'll be something to watch for. He also referenced the small, small pick and roll. Yeah. Which is seemed like something the Clippers are going to run a lot of it. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of it. I don't know about that. But we did see it also in the practice video. There was a small, small pick and roll with uh, Eric Bledsoe and Reggie, mm -hmm. uh, which led to a Reggie dunk. Look, I don't know how plausible the success of something like this is. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we'll actually run it a lot. But, I mean, the speed of it is like that they were executing it with. I mean, it does kind of tie into what Ty Lue was talking about wanting to move faster. Mm -hmm. um, so it is like kind of tantalizing, I guess, in that way. I, I think TBD on like how effective that could actually be against a real NBA right. defense. I think it's maybe one of those things they're just like putting in the hip pocket, like just in case, like oh, let's maybe run this, see if it works. And then we know Ty Lue, he's, if it's working, he's just going to spam it. But yeah, yeah I think. It's probably more of a like, we can do this if we have to or as a test, but let's not make it a super like, you know, heavily used thing. Yeah. Um, but again, something to keep an eye on already. Um, I, I, I keep going back to this, though. Are we surprised at how much Justice Winslow is getting hyped up in these these pressers? Because I feel like every single presser they've talked about how versatile he is. We know he's versatile, but like Ty Lue was pretty much saying the other day that like we're going to see him play point forward. So I, I think that it comes up a lot in conversation because I, I think that you try, especially when you're working someone in, to, to try different sets and, and try to give everybody a feel for what that person right. is good at, good right? Uh, so I, I think that people are probably seeing more than they've seen of Winslow you right. know, just from watching film or whatever, yeah. especially given like his injury and low number of starts over the past couple of seasons. So mm -hmm. I, I do think that... Uh, it's not necessarily a hype machine so much as it is a, fo a focal point or focus point when, when they're yeah. practicing to try to get everybody up to speed. And I think you as a teammate get the chance to recognize the great parts of someone else's game. Terrence Mann yeah. credited him especially with like his cuts and movement off the ball, which was the only time we really heard Terrence Mann talk specifically about his own playmaking. Oh, good uh, call. But that was that was kind of interesting because there is, which we'll talk more about in the in in this second segment when we when we talk about the bench, there is a lot of playmaking, surprisingly, uh, really at all five positions yeah. uh, in that all-bench lineup. So that'll be interesting to talk about, too. Uh, let's dig into Ty Lue, though. Uh, the biggest thing that stuck out to me from Ty Lue mm -hmm. in this thing was he talked about sort of his time as a player as well as some of like his philosophies of coaching. And he sort of talked about how he wasn't very high in the pecking order of guards for the Lakers. Right. Uh, yeah. But he credited Phil Jackson with noticing like both how hard that he worked and also in that playoff series against the Sixers, how well he studied Allen Iverson. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like what gave him his opportunity. He talked about how when he is trying to improve or when he was trying to improve as a player, he would never watch tape of things that he was good at. He would only look at Genius. areas where yeah. he needed to. Where do I suck? Yeah, like where, where <laughs> he needed to improve. So I thought that that was like really interesting. And I think that that 
uh, certainly like carries over into his coaching. And he talked about for offensively, sure. especially for the scores. And he specifically mentioned, you know, Reggie and Paul George and Luke, mm-hmm. uh, that it's important for him to like have a dialogue with those guys and sort of see, you know, where they're comfortable with the ball, uh, you know, how they like to be initiated in the offense. And I think that like, and I'm not going to make this like a bash on Doc Rivers pod, but like, I think that coming from like, uh, people a, would be fine with that if he <laughs> did make that. <laughs> but I think that like coming from a coaching situation, right. Where maybe I think one of Doc's negatives is that he maybe over evaluates the negative aspects of a player instead of like looking at how to turn yes. those into a positive. Yes. Uh, and also we've heard from multiple players that, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's not very clear what your role is in his system. Yeah. And I just see, a good thing, especially when you have to work in, you know, one new starter and one new probably heavy rotation bench player. Yeah. If you're a little bit more flexible with your game plans and like trying to to get those people into in positions to succeed, that like kind of just eases some of my concerns about, you know, adding a new starter to this lineup and yeah. coming into this season down a you know a significant contributor. That's a super good call. He was he he's like so I don't know if surprisingly candid, but when he talks in these interviews, I it's almost like when uh, Malone talks. Yeah. The Nuggets coach. You're just like, wow, I am getting a real insight into how you coach. Like, this is great. I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, but I think that the players who maybe didn't have the best natural abilities mm-hmm. make the best coaches. Because right. they have to elevate every other part of their game, right? Like they're yeah, never true. Be, they got to work on it. They're never going to be like <laughs> the dominant athlete. And like, sure, you can work out and stuff, but the, like, it's just... you. There's levels that you're not going to get to. Tyler was never going to be AI. It didn't matter how many yeah. times, how many hours he put into practice. You For know? sure. So he had to like figure out different ways to, to to be successful. And I think that that gives you an analytical eye into how to make other players more successful. You look at Pat Bev too. Like, yeah, just in absolutely. terms of like want to be a leader and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, some interesting stuff on he talked about how they need to work on Brandon Boston Jr.'s defense. That makes total sense. He's got the body for it though, man. Oh, yeah. He's long, dude. And then we're going to talk about this in the second segment coming up, but he mentioned that they're kind of working on things that they call find Luke or hunt Luke way crazier connotation there. Um, trying to get him to recognize when he's on the court and like, he's just got to make sure that he's being found um, by the other, by his teammates. But he also said that Luke passed up an open shot uh, and then Ty Lue yanked him from the scrimmage. So yeah, he had the hilarious quote: "Luke knows he's not here to play defense." <laughs> yeah, like which I'm like, I mean, that is very true. I don't think anyone's expecting that, but we're gonna get into that more uh, in Thirsty Thursday coming right up. But first, we gotta give a shout out to Sleeper. Uh, way way back in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Broken. Hey. It's just broken. It's time to start a dialogue. Games are being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. All you had to know was schedules. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. It's fantastic. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player, based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, offensive pace of play, all these other things is fantastic. All of it adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And when things get tense during 
uh, you know, your your sleeper matchup, how can you prevent maybe some sweating from happening? You got to check out Sweat Block. Look, folks, there's a few things in life that just are not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know someone that has dealt with this and it can be difficult, but listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it does feel like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd rather not worry about it. And that's why people use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, you wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Sick. Guaranteed. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. your convenience, it's also available at Amazon and CVS. Don't forget, check out sweatblock.com and use that promo code locked on. All right, we're coming into Thirsty Thursday, which is a little weird to say after an ad about sweat prevention. Um, I'm thirsty for what's happening with Luke Kennard. This is something that I think we're going to be talking about a lot on this pod. The fine Luke stuff is great. The he's not out there to defend quote, very great. But it makes me wonder what lineups we're going to talk with Luke, which I think goes well into kind of the bench lineup talk. Yeah, so, I mean, now that it, we reasonably can assume we have a starting lineup, things, you know, can and, and might change during the course of the regular season. Sure. Uh, but for right now, with Bledsoe moving into that starting five, uh, I think we're looking at a bench unit, most likely a full bench unit of Canard, mm-hmm. Mann, Winslow, Batum, and I'm going to go Hartenstein. Love it. Uh, you know, with the, now that we know that Surge is not going to be available to start the season. Sure. Um, he's just been more prominent in team materials than Giles. I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah. This keeps being my argument for, for sure. why I think Hartenstein is <laughs> going to see more playing time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it's definitely interesting. And, and you know, with, um, with Mann kind of talking about himself, like trying to improve the ways that he can score, I mm-hmm. think that that is going to put him at a little bit more of an off-ball role, which I do think makes sense. But some pros to this lineup for me, I, I hinted at it last time, but there is really playmaking across this full five. Oh, Hardenstein yeah. can Good pass call. pass the ball at a pretty high level for a center. You know, granted it is a limited sample size, but we'll see what he can right. do. Uh, you know, Winslow <laughs> is playing some backup point, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least in at least We're in running practice. a three guard lineup with man, Kennard, and Winslow out there. <laughs> we already know Batum's, you know, passing yeah. ability. He is like a Swiss army knife. Uh, French know, army knife, a, a French army knife. <laughs> thankful, uh, yeah, thank you. An opinel, if you will. <laughs> oh, uh, damn. <laughs> and you know, so man also uh, has spent time at the point. It's uh, <laughs> not really a strong yes. suit, but it is theoretically there. Uh, what what pros do you think are, are you seeing or, or thirsting for from this lineup? I guess you know, pro like the ball movement's great. The cutting is going to be fantastic. The inside scoring. I'm not worried about it all with this lineup. I'm really excited to see if man's going to be, I mean, man will be more off ball. I think we all want that. His shooting. I'm looking for that. He's talked about hesitancy as well, which is something that kind of like every young Clippers player ever, except for fee um, has to deal with, with that. So I'm, I, I think you just kind of nailed it on the passing after what we saw last season from the Clippers kind of top to bottom with how the offense 
you know, looked different and all that stuff with the ball movement. I'm really excited to see what the second unit unit can do when Paul George isn't on the floor. Because if you take any of these guys out and put Paul George in, I'm like, we're fine. Like this, this is great. Um, but seeing this unit kind of by themselves, I'm excited for. And I'm also Hartenstein has such a small sample size, kind of career wise. Like I'm really hyped up to see what he can do with the role, and I think he's going to surprise some people with how effective he can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another thing that could be a con for this lineup, so I'm thirsting for it to get resolved, yeah. is I, I do get a little bit worried about the spacing. Uh, Agreed. Kennard, <laughs> you know, dead-eye shooter. I think that that's... I, I'm thirsty to see his uh, you know field goal attempts go up overall. For sure. I'm fairly confident in the three-point shot that we're not going to see too much deviation just because we oh, haven't yeah. thus far in his career. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, even if we do, it's going to be like, okay, he shot 43% instead of 47% or whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, 47 would be great, but yeah. I, I'm thirsty to see uh, if Terrence Mann can remain a consistent shooter. I think I think it's going to depend on his spots. I think if he continues to get the type of corner looks that he got, especially in the playoffs last year, yeah. I, I don't see it being too – like, I, I don't see that – percentage dipping too much he's got like to convince teams shot. to not leave him open yeah like that's that's what i'm excited for uh you know batum was at times spotty in the playoffs from the corner but overall more more good than absolutely, absolutely. yeah elite uh you know hartenstein not gonna be expected to space the floor at all sure winslow is <laughs> an issue that i'm like i'm thirsty to see because his three-point shooting last year was abysmal uh it was it, i mean it was it was like no, it wasn't even wrong. the 30s yeah um, not wrong. it was sub 30 percent. so I, i'm curious to see that and I, i'm i'm not expecting the world of winslow but like right. if he can just if he could be in the mid 30s, I think that that offers a lot more versatility for for that entire second unit. Make the, him second guess leaving you open. Is yeah, what we're hoping yeah. for with Winslow. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I worry about is if there's a night like if so if he stays consistent with what he shot last last season Winslow mm-hmm. like sub 30s and there's a night where one of man or Batum are, aren't really able to knock him down. The spacing kind of falls apart on that second unit. That's uh, a very good call. And I don't know currently, like if guys aren't knocking down shots, if Luke is some, or you know Luke and Man have the ability to to make things happen for that backcourt offensively. Right. Yeah. It with. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh well, Man can just drive. I'm like, well, if the spacing's not there, that if night. the spacing's <laughs> not there, though, I, I don't know what you're gonna do. I mean, like, yeah. I I think that. You know, Luke can pull up out of a dribble. I think that that's fine. That's not something that I'm necessarily worried about if it's the best shot on the floor. Yeah. Um, but it 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 is gonna get mucked up uh, <laughs> if if one of those guys is is unable to you know make a defense give them attention. It'll be interesting to see what the defensive side of the ball looks like this too, because Kennard, you know, not not a defender. That's fine. Um, Man, Winslow, Batum, love those three. Like, yeah, I mean, great. man has a lot of room for growth. Sure. But right. I also, I mean, I, I thought at times uh, he looked great in the playoffs defensively. And then we also have Hartenstein, not really sure about his defense. Metrics, everything likes him and all that good stuff, but I just haven't seen Limited it. sample size. Limited sample size. Um, and then you have a note here, too. What about this lineup with Giles? Oh, yeah. So with Giles instead of Hartenstein. So I don't know exactly what Giles' future is with this team. 
if he does end up or Hardenstein, on, really, because they're both on those the little contracts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm assuming though that they're leaning Hartenstein over Giles. Over, right. Like if we were going one of the two, Giles to me, you know, if he does make this team, I think that he would be likely lower in the pecking order at the five than Hartenstein, and I think he's kind of looking up at that like third center sort of role like a Patrick Patterson but you know ideally he can play defense even marginally better and <laughs> right. and, and rebound think could, yeah. and rebound better uh but I I'm curious to see or I'm thirsty to see like in those minutes that he has if the Clippers are going to opt to kind of stay in that Portland mold of what they were trying to do with Giles they had is, him shoot so much more. yeah which is making him space the floor out a little bit which I do think will make sense as I you know as I alluded to there are going to be times and nights where the spacing gets, you know, squashed kind of on the second unit. Mm-hmm. So having someone able to come in, you know, even for like three, five minutes a game or whatever, and just be able to offer a little bit of breathing room for Kennard to make some plays, uh, a little bit of space for his teammates to get their own games going could be valuable. I mean, he's not a good shooter. I'm not going to say yeah, that. Yeah, right. Like- <laughs> but I mean, he's gotten the attempts and it is, you know, better than any other healthy rostered center that we have. Right. That's a good call. Um, who are you looking for? Who do you want to see the most from this season from the bench squad? Uh, I mean, we the obvious already, answer. We've Terrence already said Lou. Yeah. Terrence Band and Luke. You're like, all right. Like, aside from those guys, I who's am- going to make a ruckus in a good way? I'm I'm really curious to see what we can get from Winslow. I'm you know I'm hyped, dude. He's another one of those interesting kind of utility players. Like I mean, like it's what excited me about getting Nick Batum last season is like not only is he a player of like such a high caliber, but like his skill set is so varied. Right. That you can really just plug him into so many different holes. He's already played every position. Tyler said, depending (laughs) on where stuff is leaking, he's the flex. He could be the flex tape. Right. You know, he's the the screen door on the bottom of the boat. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that that's really interesting to me. Um, I just hope he can stay healthy, you know, but yeah, I, I thought last year, even for a team that's so forward heavy, I thought that it became a little bit of apparent that our depth of wing, especially defensively, I thought was maybe a little thinner. Yeah, but you played the most minutes on the team. Last yeah, year. yeah, <laughs> than I had previously thought. So that, that's he's the guy who's not named, you know, Man or Canard um, that I'm interested in. And it's not that I'm not interested in Nick Batum. I just think he's like more of a known. Quantity. He's so consistent, and yeah, so we're like, he, we we know you're going to be good, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just more of a known quantity for me. I feel like I I know what we're going to get out of Nick Batum, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's yeah. I, I'm not as curious to see what's going to happen. I feel like I know sure. what's going to happen, Definitely. and it's good. Yeah, I think it's Winslow. It's Hartenstein for me too. Um, just had a bug in my ear ever since uh, Lucas Hahn was tweeting about him. Like it just seems like it's going to be a good time. Um, coming up. Talking a whole mess of stuff and shaving some Patrick Beverly Clippers trade scuttlebutt, some weird ref stuff, and then a new single from Surge. But first, got to give a shout out to Rock Auto. Will, if I wanted auto parts, where the hell would I go? You got to check out rockauto.com. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning, is your Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX? 
Who the heck knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Quick example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump. $353 $353 from a chain store. Yikes. Cool $216 bucks from Rock Auto. Whoa. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Damn. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now that our cars are running again how can i let it ride with my wallet oh wow well you can go to betonline.ag if you want to make a couple of ducats uh bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball coming down to the wire put some money on that wild card game i would uh Probably take the Dodgers. Um, and you can track all the action over at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including the uh, MLB, NBA, WNBA, NHL, all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON, all cap letters, one word, at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings. And Dane Moore offered a report on Patrick Beverly and the Clippers. Essentially, they couldn't agree on a contract extension over the summer. Right, which makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what his expectations were. The availability hasn't been there, so I understand a, a hesitation mm-hmm. to, you know, w- want to move Not forward. Extent, yeah, yeah, want to move forward, especially with a, a year remaining on the deal in a year where it's kind of hard to gauge a contract, regardless of what his availability <laughs> right. was going to be. Yeah, that's a good uh, so he he and the Clippers kind of mutually parted ways. He asked if the Clippers would let him control where he went next. He gave the Clippers three teams. And the Timberwolves were apparently in his top two. Which means they were two. Top two, and it's not one. <laughs> and it's definitely not one. Um, no, this is great. Um, it all it, kind of, it never seemed like the Pat Bev trade was like a, a stab in the back or something like that. Like Seems like some people in the fan base out there took it that way. Very much so. Um, that's how I felt when they traded Lou Will. But yeah. that was for a much worse return. Um, that was, yeah, it was for and we lost making my blood boil um but i mean he's got this season left at 14 million dollars and then he's an unrestricted free agent coming back to the clips no um i don't think that'll happen but no this is cool i like that the clippers it seems like the clippers for a team that trades of people a lot do it the best way you maybe could yeah other than when they traded tobias after that game winner. (laughs) well that Um, was happening too and tobias wanted to go to a to a team yeah. that's like a perpetual playoff team. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, really, the only one that rubs me the wrong way is Luke Will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is sweet. Uh, shout out Pat Bev. It would be cool. Where Pat Bev is like a fan. Does Pat Bev retire a Clipper? 
Mm, when he retires? I, don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. It's interesting. Um, hmm, we'll see what happens. Shout out, Pat Bev. Hope everything goes well in Minnesota, except when you play uh, the Clippers. Um, something that's going to suck. That's really going to suck. The tribute video is going to be sick. Don't we pay, play them like twice at home and like within the first six weeks <laughs> of the season? Yeah, we have that weird back to back. Something I missed yesterday. Uh, the new the refs have a new thing. The refs will not be able to initiate an out of bounds review in the last two minutes of the fourth and overtime periods. So literally, the most crucial parts of the, the game, most crucial of part of the game. game, like first three quarters, they're like review it all you want. <laughs> like, but now coaches can initiate an out of bounds review with their challenge. You should get an extra challenge. I feel. Yeah, like this sucks. Like I get I get the idea, right? Like because games do get are starting to get very bogged down. Right. At the, especially the you know, you have games where the final five minutes of a game will it's last an style. hour. It's football style where you're like, oh, there's three minutes left on the clock and ninety minutes later. Yeah, yeah. It it does take a very long time. So I do think that there is value in in like speeding up the the rate of play for the casual fan. Right. Uh, it, well, and for all fans. I mean, it, yeah. It doesn't just I have to be a casual fan. Yeah. For, for all fans. I just think that... Like, this know. is the time period that they've decided to access? The Clippers lost the game it because... It can't carry over into the playoffs. I mean, they already weren't reviewing out-of-bounds touches for the Clippers in the playoffs. Anyway. I know. You know no, that's what... Uh, well, like, <laughs> this, to me, is a thing that's worth reviewing, though. Absolutely, it's worth reviewing. In the last two minutes in overtime, yeah. if the ball clearly goes out on someone and there's no coach's challenges and it's like blatant on the replay, we just have to sit there and be like, This is fine. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. The, and I, one thing I enjoy about sports is that, you know, the human error yes. of officiating and stuff like that. But certain things like out of bounds and shit. Maybe just have the review. <laughs> yeah, just give it, just give it a little whirl around. Give it, just give it one more, and it, it puts coaches in a weird place too, right? Because you're like, do I save this challenge for the last two minutes? So that's the thing that's also <laughs> difficult is because, I mean, statistically, if you're a coach, your chances of getting a call overturned in the fourth quarter of the game are like astronomically lower. Yeah, um, refs don't like it when you challenge calls in any sport. They absolutely. don't like it when you're saying that they're wrong. <laughs> absolutely, and they like it even less apparently at the end of a game. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. This is like a real crapshoot. Do we think? I don't. Do you think Tyloo? I don't. This is. I guess we'll see how this plays out. Like, yeah. Who knows? Um, and they're not changing it in the middle of the season if it's going horribly wrong, which sucks. Um, finally, to close this episode out, uh, Serge Ibaka has a new single. It's called Roomba. I don't think it's about the vacuum, but I could be wrong on that. Um, <laughs> let's get another platinum single. Go stream it. He made Scrub, BBJR, Man, and Hardenstein dance to it during practice. Fun time. For, I believe it's called the Roomba Art Challenge, the Roomba Dance Challenge. But uh, if you show yourself dancing to a song and do hashtag Roomba Art Challenge, you might want a signed jersey. So dance, you know, be a fun time. Um, are you going to start listening to more Surge? Is he going to be in more your rotation more? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> anything else in shaving? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love the new singles, Erd. Uh, anything else in shaving? Uh, no. No, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Friday's episode, more post-practice talk from the clips. Again, that'll be coming out around, you know, mid-afternoon or something like that. Might have a couple uh, a couple of adult beverages while we talk that one out because it's a Friday episode. Doing a Love, Mary Quarantine where we pick something we love, uh, pick something we marry, and pick something we don't want to be near us uh, in regards to the Clippers, kind of. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland will 
where can these fantastic people listen to and maybe review our podcast? So you can check us out on iTunes with a podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lifetime Clippers. It works. It's great. Hey, if you wanted to help the show out, you could leave a little rating or review uh, over on iTunes or the podcast app. We mm-hmm. love it so much. We mentioned it up top, but we are back to coming at you five days a week, 7 a.m. Pacific for the most part. However, tomorrow's episode and, and this week has been a little bit off due, due to us wanting to bring you the uh, media day availability from that day. Right. But next week, we should be back at you 7 a.m., so check for it in the morning. We would love to be your first listen of the day. We absolutely would. Make us your first listen. Fun way to start. Uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.